0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 149 of The Raw Verdict, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 149 of WrestleTopia gets underway. Happy Tuesday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AW gets underway. And last night was Monday Night Raw going down live from the Scope Arena in Norfolk, Virginia. And before I get into last night's show, I have a very important announcement to make regarding the future of WST. And I assure you, it's very good news for my day ones. I'm talking about the day one people that clicked play on that trailer nearly three years ago, hyping up this podcasting network, recapping all things WWE and AEW for your listening pleasure, at least three days a week. Now it's four days a week and starting on next Monday. I made a promise to myself doing that trailer to do all things WWE, AEW, a little bit of General Hospital mixed in for good measure. And it's time I put the soap in sotopia because I am launching a standalone spinoff to WST entitled The Sprina Sessions. It's a love letter podcast to my favorite ship on General Hospital, Spencer and Trina, a.k.a. Sprina. This is gonna be so much fun. I know that it's different. But it's cool to do a side project right here on WST. You're going to hear some different voices every single Monday. Because crazily enough, there's crossover between wrestling and soap. Think of the Bloodline storyline with Sami Zayn right now alongside Kevin Owens and General Hospital and their storylines popping off five days a week. It is what Michael Cole would say, episodic television every single Monday, Tuesday, and Friday night for your viewing pleasure. But this is all things GH and this couple specifically gets me every single time as a love story is unfolding in real time and I cannot wait to cover it right here on WST. That's the big announcement. So basically, you're going to get a bonus show every Monday, Monday morning. If you happen to be a wrestling fan that watches GH, this will be the show for you. If you love all things Sprina, if you have a girlfriend, a boyfriend, if you got an auntie, a grandmother, a mother that happens to love GH, even your father that might love some GH and Sprina, let them know a podcast on WST is coming their way dedicated to the ship. If you are interested in this coupling, if you want to play along every Monday, search Sprina on YouTube. There are plenty of clips and fan edits to choose from to really get hooked on this story if you so choose. Because as I keep saying, wrestling and soaps parallel each other. Index from NXT. You got Mandy Rose and Otis from nearly three years ago as they bonnet over a Christmas ham as I played into WrestleMania season ultimately. And we love a good wedding. Macho man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth, Triple H and Stephanie. I can go on and on and on. Wrestling and soap go hand in hand in a lot of ways and I cannot wait to bring a little bit of GH to WST starting next Monday. You might be asking what changes for the shows? Absolutely nothing. You get a bonus show on Monday and you get the regular schedule every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Saturday morning recapping Monday Night Raw, NXT, AEW Dynamite, Friday Night Smackdown on Fox and AEW Rampage on TNT. Nothing changes regarding the schedule. Just a bonus show being added every Monday dedicated to all things Sprena from GH and it really was inspired by a countdown I did last year with a extra special guest as we counted down some of the soapiest moments in wrestling history so the parallels parallel again and this debut happens on a big week for WST week 150 that happens to fall on the day of my birth and a debut of a brand new podcast right here on Rusts Subtopia. The stars have aligned for this moment and I cannot wait to unleash the screen sessions on you all next Monday morning. Buckle up, get ready to go. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And if it's not your vibe, you can skip. It's okay. Come back on Tuesday for the Raw Verdict. I got gotcha. you. But every click, every download means a lot and I am so humbled by your support. Nearly three years in the game covering all things WWE, AEW, and soon to be Sprina from GH. And with that, this wraps up the church announcements for today. Gonna put a pin in this as we segue to the fallout from Survivor Series War Games going down live from the Scope Arena in Norfolk, Virginia. As we kick things off with the man, Becky Lynch, as she is gonna be the man of the people as she interacts with fans in the crowd and it's a vibe which I love. Becky calls out a fan named Bobby who happens to be a big X Men fan. He gets a Bobby chant from the crowd. There's another fan named Zachary who's a little tipsy but he's respectful nonetheless as he shows love to Becky Lynch as she talks about what she did at Survivor. A series of war games, climbing the top of that cage and landing on damage control to score the win after they took her out for four months with a separated shoulder. And as she's going off on the fans vowing to take out newcomers left and right, to be the man on Monday nights, Bailey comes out to booze as she says, What about me? What about my sacrifices? War games, ladder matches, last woman standing matches. I go through all these wars and I get booed, but Becky has one performance at War Games and she gets cheered, and Becky just gets under Bailey's skin and she hates it as damage control appears from behind Becky Lynch and they jump her. She fights back. Bailey joins in the fray as they fight through the crowd and into the concert course and the fans are watching from afar as they are fighting into the WWE merch section. We got t-shirts being used as weapons. We got Becky using a chain to lay out Dakota Kai and Io Sky. We got Bayley hitting Becky with a lunchbox version of the Money in the Bank briefcase. But Becky is holding her own, whooping ass against all three members of Damage Control. Io's rocking a neck brace. We got rock tape on the shoulder of Dakota Kai. And Bayley has a knee brace to protect herself as well. But Becky Lynch back and she stands tall as security finally comes out to separate the ladies to wrap up the opening segment of a commercial free first hour of monday night raw i thought that becky lynch was great and damage control they just need a lot of rehabbing heading into the end of the year because the booking has definitely been a choice and not a good one even though io sky and dakota kai are still the women's tag team champs but to get beat down by one woman despite your injuries was something it was entertaining but it was something. Next up is Rhea Ripley versus Mia Yim. This is a fun match that was marred by interference courtesy of Dominic Mysterio. I love Mia and Rhea's work together as Mia Yim was able to fight back against Rhea midway through this match as Rhea was bullying Mia, telling her to give up. She can't fight, but Mia fights back with some nice high kicks through the chest of Ripley, blocks Riptide into a tornado DDT. Then she lands a nice rolling drop kick to Rhea Ripley in the corner as well. She goes for a dive and that's when Dom gets involved and that distraction leads her. AJ Styles coming out and tackling Dominic Mysterio, which draws the DQ. After the match is over, we got the OC and Judgment Day swarming, ringside going at it, and AJ Styles is going to get on the mic and says hey this ain't over between us I want a match right now the four of us against the four of you right here right now Judgment Day does not back down the match goes down immediately and it's very good I love how the OC isolated Finn Balor away from his crew early on with Anderson Gallows and AJ Styles taking it to Finn Balor in the corner then Dominic Mysterio gets his heat like only he cans with a flipping sent on onto Carl Anderson followed by the three amigos and Rhea Ripley is so confident in her guy she sits down on the apron and turns her back and she's like one, two he kicks out and she's pissed Saddam did not get the win but I loved the big cost battle between Priest and Gallows the high roundhouse kicks, the punches, the clotheslines, the tackling, the pummeling. I just love how they just take it to each other every single time. Anderson is a babyface in peril for a portion of this match until he makes tag. JJ Styles, who goes after Finn Balor, he does a moonsault into that reverse EDT for a near fall. Dominic gets involved, and from there we get a lot of high spots with Gallows tackling Damian Priest over the announce table in a great spot. Rhea Ripley and Mia Yam are tagged into this match as Mia Yam once again delivers some nice kicks and strikes to Rhea Ripley. Another drop kick sends Rhea in the corner as well. But then Dominic gets involved, causing more trouble. This leads to a parade of finishes involving the OC going for the magic killer on Damian Priest. Dominic breaks things up as he sends Anderson shoulder first into the ring post. Priest lays out Gallus with a choke slam. AJ Styles wipes out Priest with a phenomenal forearm. Fingers back in the ring, and he drops AJ with a sling blade. But Mia Yim, after delivering a tope to Rhea Ripley on the outside, is going to scoop slam Finn Balor, which pops the crowd. She goes after Dominic Mysterio, but Rhea Ripley clips the knee and lands a riptide on Mia Yim to pick up the win for Judgment Day. A really fun match. Got great heat down the stretch. And I just loved everybody's effort in this match to really pop this first hour of Monday Night Raw in the best possible way. As we all know, things are not square between the Judgment Day and the OC just yet. We need more heading towards the end of the year, but hopefully Rhea Ripley is in prime position to be a major player in the women's warrior rumble in a couple of months time in a jam-packed alamo dome in san antonio texas next up is the bloodline getting along and being over in virginia as we got the undisputed wwe tag team champions the usos alongside the enforcer soto sequoia and the Ouse himself sammy zane and the fans love sammy jimmy and jay love sammy and sammy loves the bloodline as jay notes we are stronger than ever we have an unbreakable bond It's all love here. And Sammy says that me and Jimmy have been getting along since that day one-ish. Me and Solo as well. But me and Jay, we've had this conflict, this tension for six months. But Saturday night, we broke the ice. We had a breakthrough and now we're usi together. The fans chant Uzi and Jay is trying his best to keep it together. It's going to be a bit easier now to kind of let loose and have fun. Now that they're hugging and bonding and got their handshake going on. So they're having their moment once again. And we have a group hug with the Usos and Sam. And Solo is that introvert. This is, listen, I ain't here for this shit. Y'all can hug and laugh and dance. That's not my vibe. Y'all keep that to yourself. Which leads to Kevin Owens coming out. And we get this very reflective Kevin Owens saying, Sammy, I'm not mad about what you did. In fact... I don't blame you because I've done many bad things to you and other people in order to get ahead. I get it. But we've been bonded together for over 20 years. And that's a bond that was unbreakable until now. I don't want to know you. I don't want to fight you. I don't want to be your tag team partner. I don't want to be your best friend from this day forward. You're nothing to me. We can go our separate ways, but good for you. I'm very happy the fans appreciate how great you are. But let it be known that the bloodline will never be your family because they're not blood no matter how hard you try to fit in. And Sammy's like, well, bye, see ya. This is my family now. They've got my back. I have theirs. And like you said, you've done many things to me. It was only time I returned the favor. And therefore, you mean even less to me. I'm like, oh my God. The fracture of the friendship hurts my heart. But we know the reunion is going to be oh so good down the road. Because I can sense at Elimination Chamber in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, KO and Sami Zayn Reunite, they'll be best friends. The end game for me will always be the Usos versus KO and Sammy at WrestleMania for those tag team titles, and they will win with Sammy pinning Jay. That is the only way I'll accept the outcome of this story. And you can see Sammy feeling kind of bad about what he did, despite him saying what he said last night about KO meaning absolutely nothing to him which leads to Jey Uso speaking up for his brother's keeper Sam Uso noting that he's family we love him he loves us and you're mad because you don't have a family that loves you Kevin Owens but since you want to step up and you want to call out Sammy how about you and me go at it tonight and Kevin says listen I don't want any beef with Sammy but I got plenty of smoke for your ass tonight so let's do it and that is the main event for Monday Night Raw Jey Uso Versus Kevin Owens. And it was a really good match. Spoiler alert, more details later, but a very hot segment with Kevin Owens trying to move past his friendship with Sami Zayn. But we all know that's not going to last for very long. Next up is the returning Street Profits. Montez Ford back from an ankle injury alongside Angelo Dawkins versus the Alpha academy's Otis and Chad Gable this was a good match but I have seen this match various times on Raw and Smackdown over the last year or so but it's always good as Dawkins and Gable always work well together as he flips out of an arm drag attempt as Gable tries to ground him throughout but the action picks up with Dawkins and Ford landing a stereo flip dive on Otis and Gable as we go to commercial break imagine six years ago in NXT They ain't no way Dawkins and Ford are doing serial dives. They are now because Dawkins is in great shape, and you gotta love that for him as he takes it to Gable as we come back from break. At one point, Ford is a bit of face in peril until Dawkins gets the hot tag and delivers those T bone suplexes, the clotheslines in the corner to Gable, followed by the silencer. Net breaker for a near fall. The action picks up nicely when Gable is able to get back on offense by delivering a dragon screw in the corner and that chaos theory suplex to Angelo Dawkins, which is broken up by Ford at the last possible moment. Then we get the moment of the match when montez ford picks up otis and slams him with the greatest of ease the fans pop we have dawkins chopping the soul out of gable to spinebuster him followed by the tact to ford who lands a beautiful frog splash on gable for the win on monday night raw they looked great last night and unfortunately for them they will not be getting any shots at the titles because this long form story is the usos versus kevin owens And Sami Zayn, that's going to be the story heading into next year. And I just hope they find comparable side fees between now and then because they are a valuable tag team, which speaks to why we need separate tag team titles on these shows because it creates a bottleneck when the contenders are on ice when we're trying to tell a large umbrella story involving the bloodline, KO and Sami Zayn heading into the heart of WrestleMania season. Hopefully we'll get some movement in the raw tag team ranks very soon, which we'll get next Monday, via Elias and Riddle versus the Usos for those tag team titles. That's a match. Could be something, depending how Elias and Riddle work as a team in this big time match situation. They won't win but it should be good nonetheless come next Monday night. Next up is the brand new United States champion, Austin Theory, coming out to brag over his wins against Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley at Survivor Series War Games a couple of days ago to win the U.S. Championship. He says that is going to quell all discussion about my failed Money in the Bank cash-in for this very championship a few weeks ago on Monday Night Raw. I am the face of this show now. I am the future and I am not a kid anymore. People have been jealous of me since my debut in WWE. They know I am the future. I am younger, stronger, faster, and I am better than them in every way. Which leads to Seth Rollins coming out in quite the outfit lace top, lace pants. The fans sing his song. He lets them sing his song to him as a serenade theory along the way and theory says how does it feel to be upstaged by the next guy up as the next guy up years ago is now nothing more than a distant memory and Rollins is like well listen you lucked into that championship at war games a lucky spear and you fall on me and you get the w congrats but you know that this is still my show known as Monday Night Rollins but congratulations kid and theory is pissed off and Seth says well go ahead make a move punch me hit me give me a shot at that championship right here and right now and theory says you get the shot on my time and I'm not your damn kid before he walks away and set the laughs behind series back to wrap up the segment I liked it I like the intensity from theory I loved the boldness of Rollins and that outfit must be commended I respect it and he's over as a babyface He was leaning in last night and I cannot wait to see the rematch between Rollins and Theory for the US title should be a lot of fun whenever it goes down on Monday Night Raw between now and the end of the year. Next up is Dexter Loomis versus The Miz. If Loomis wins, he scores a WWE contract at long last and The Miz tries to avoid this fight at first, but Adam Pearce says, "Uh uh-uh, you're going to get your ass in there and you're going to fight and you're going to pay this man his money in the event you lose. The Miz is trying to avoid this at all costs. Loomis catches Miz in the crowd, sends him through a table with an elbow drop. By the production area, Miz is going to send Loomis into an exposed turnbuckle. Wants to get back in the ring for a near fall with his feet on the ropes for good measure. Loomis kips up and he's going to deliver the silencer to the Miz. Miz taps out and Loomis scores a contract with WWE at long last. He's now a member of the Monday Night Raw roster. He gets paid the money he's owed for being the Miz's stalker for hire, and he hands out legit one hundred dollar bills to fans in the crowd, real dollar bills. Could not believe it. The Miz attacks Loomis from behind, snatches a C-note from a kid as he tries to run away with the duffel bag, but Johnny Wrestling kicks him in the face and he restores honor to this kid by giving back the $100 bill that pops the crowd. And that was a cute segment to wrap up this never ending story between The Miz and Dexter Loomis along last. I thought it was campy fun at first, but then it just jumped the shark for me and thankfully it's over. And hopefully Johnny Gargano goes back to being johnny wrestling stop this comedy sidekick shit and get back to ripping ass in the ring dexter Loomis is fun as a campy serial killer with the heart of gold who doodles for a living that's fantastic but let's move on from this because it went on way too long for me and i'm done officially Next up is Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai. And this match was good. The crowd still needs to connect with Candice LeRae emotionally in terms of character, but she's really good. She delivers a DDT to... Dakota Kai on the hardest part of the ring. You guessed in the ring apron at one point. Before going for a dive on the outside, but Dakota Kai rocks her with a kick as we go to commercial break. We come back and Dakota Kai is delivering some kawada kicks to Candice LeRae, but Candice is a fighter. They go back and forth. It's a great battle as Dakota rocks Candice with the scorpion kick followed by the go-to kick for a very close near fall. But eventually they are fighting on the top rope and LeRae is going to respond with a swinging net breaker from the top to pin Dakota Kai in a very good match but There is still that lack of connection with the crowd in terms of emotion and character for Candace. She's very good, but she needs a pop of personality, which is there based on her work in the way on NXT a couple of years ago. She's got it. It's got to be projected a bit more in the ring via some character work on Monday Night Raw moving forward. And now we're going to talk about some tension between Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair as Wyatt's logo flashed on the screen behind her. And Bianca talked about how she built the team up, how she led the team to victory, and Alexa Bliss wasn't feeling it. And she was like, whatever, cool. A turn is coming. I cannot wait because I will tell you this. Some of the best low-key work I've seen from Alexa Bliss has been against Bianca Belair. They click they gel. I cannot wait to see how all of this develops heading towards the end of the year with Wyatt corrupting Alexa Bliss once more. Now it is time for our main event featuring Kevin Owens versus one half of the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions Drew Uso with the bloodline and rings at minus Roman Reigns. Of course, Kevin Owens is fighting from underneath this entire match, but he put on a performance as he was able to fight back at one point and land an avalanche. Fisherman's Buster Suplex from the top rope and a frog splash on Jay for two. We got Duel and KO and Usoy Chance as Jay back with a super kick, but Jay cannot make the cover, but comes right back with a second super kick for a near fall. Jay is going to block a stunner and land a third super kick on Kevin Owens' As Owens kicks out again and Sami Zayn solo and Jimmy cannot believe it. Corey says give up. This is a losing battle. The fans are popping for KO's valiant babyface effort to stay alive in this match. Owens is going to block a super kick by Jay. Tries a pop-up powerbomb, but his back gives out. And Jay is going to hit KO with a fourth super kick. But Kevin Owens keeps kicking out. KO won't die as Owens is going to knock Jimmy off the ring apron. As he tries to cause trouble, Solo does trip up, KO, and that allows Jay to go up top, to go for a splash, but... Kevin Owens is able to move out of the way and land a stunner for the win. And it shocks everyone. Sammy cannot believe his former best friend scored the win. It should be noted that Sammy did not directly get involved in this match. He did not distract Kevin Owens one time. Did not trip him, did not hit him. He let the bloodline do the work. And Solo tried to help Jay by hurting KO. But KO moved out the way and land the stunner for the win. And that was a big win for KO. A message was sent to say this ain't over and I'm still coming for Roman Reigns and his Universal Championship very, very soon. Best storyline in wrestling today. Sammy can say he loves the bloodline. There is family, but deep down in his soul, he knows that Kevin Owens is his true family at the end of the day. I cannot wait to see how this reunion goes down in the months to come. It's very reminiscent of the SHIELD reuniting in 2017. And it was Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins working through their shit. And we waited a long time for that fist bump. Dare I say it happened maybe a week or two too late, but it still happened maybe days before SummerSlam and it was worth it to hear that pop and to realize that all this time Mox forgave Rollins for his transgressions three years earlier what a raw moment that was five years ago and I expect bigger results between KO and Sammy between the Royal Rumble and Elimination Chamber as we start that road to Wrestlemania very very soon best storyline in, in WWE and in wrestling for that matter and we got many more chapters to tell between now and the start of 2023 and on that note this wraps up a pretty good episode of Monday Night Raw commercial free for the first hour it was pretty smooth and the show never really dragged for me which is a rarity for a three-hour show but you can see some people still need to find a way to get over with the people such as Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Dexa Loomis, but they just need character development time on the mic to really connect and gel with the people and they will find their footing on Monday Night Raw in due time but the booking has got to hold up which is so key as we head towards a very long stretch of nothing happening on Peacock outside of NXT deadline on December 10th this is the driest stretch between now and the Royal Rumble and WWE's got stories to tell in between let's hope they cook as we head towards the end of the year and start anew in 2023 and on that note this wraps up episode number 149 of the raw verdict recapping the highs and lows from wwe's flagship show monday night raw i hope you enjoyed it as always you can follow me on social media at lady wrestling x on twitter and on instagram arrest of they can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows the drop on this semi my daily recapping monday night raw nxt aw dynamite friday night smackdown on fs1 this week and AEW rampage on tnt you know what to do, such of Topia, and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, Radio. TuneIn, plus Amazon Alexa and Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow morning with episode number 96 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. Until then, enjoy your Tuesday. Stay safe out there, and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care. <laughs>